Hello, I'm Robert Bateman and this is the Privacy Corner where I talk you through my top three picks for privacy developments each week. And a big thank you as always to Privado AI for supporting these videos. So this week I'll be talking you through the FTC's latest action, another one this time again against a data broker and involving sensitive location data. Uh, the French DPA has fined Amazon over its employee monitoring program and the CPPA, the California uh, Privacy Protection Agency, has put out some very useful guidance on universal opt-out signals. Uh, before I go on, I might have mentioned that Provado AI is hosting a bridge summit next week. Uh, on the 31st of January, I'll be appearing on a panel called Privacy as a Brand Differentiator, getting to grips with how privacy can actually set you apart from other companies. Sounds nice in theory. We'll look at how to actually you know, leverage that. And uh, it should be great. There's lots of technical privacy information. Provided put out some great stuff on that. So do come along and, and have a watch. Hope to see you there. Um, so first up, France. Last week we looked at a cookie fine against Yahoo. This week it's Amazon and their employee monitoring program. So this is their warehouse employees and how they scan uh, and track every, basically everything they do at work. The senior is not happy about it and says that it's a violation of the GDPR. We've got a 32 million euro fine here. So pocket change for Amazon, but still quite a significant fine in the, in the scheme of things. And the senior says that Amazon have been monitoring every single detail of the employee's quality and productivity. Um, they store this data for a month, well, 31 days, and uh, there are 31 days in some, yes, that's right. This month, in fact, has 31 days in it. And the, see, you know, that's not a massive retention period, you know, compared to the, the one we'll look at in the next item. But the CNO didn't seem to think they should be retaining this data at all. There's quite a lot in there about how Amazon can monitor its employees, but they've just gone a bit too far and they haven't complied with the data minimization principle in particular. They shouldn't be, uh, according to the CNO, retaining this data at all because supervisors can see it in real time. So that's enough to achieve the purposes that they're going for. There are also some issues on lawfulness. So the certain types of um, monitoring were deemed to have no lawful basis by the CNO and are even illegal, it says. Stow machine gun uh, is one of these types of uh, indicators. I don't know if that's a weird translation. Machine gun doesn't sound like something you should be taking into work, but it basically shows how quickly these employees are scanning things. Uh, they scan too fast, there might be quality issues. If they scan too slow, perhaps Amazon will think they're being lazy. There's a lot about tracking break times here. Um, different types of tracking for breaks up to 10 minutes and over 10 minutes. And overall, it's just disproportionate, according to the French regulator. Temporary workers didn't used to get a privacy notice until April 2020, and there was not enough information about uh, CCTV either. And also the, the software associated with the CCTV, uh, there was the, the access controls were not properly configured 
according to the CNAS, so that's Article 32 violation. So lots in there, and I think employee monitoring will be a theme throughout 24, that's a prediction. Uh, the ICO has put out some stuff about it recently in the UK. We know from last year that California is looking at it too under the CCPA. So I think we'll see some more stuff on employee surveillance this year. Now, the FTC, we looked at the X-Mode uh, order last year. This one is quite similar against a data aggregator called InMarket. And InMarket has its own apps, and it also has an SDK that it puts into its own app and third-party apps. So it gets lots of location data from different sources, and it puts users into audience segments, as they're called, so buckets according to their interests and characteristics and backgrounds. And they keep this data for five years. That's quite a long time, I think. Some of it's very sensitive. So the FTC cites the, uh, it, the, the when the device is moving, this SDK apparently records its location every few seconds and they've got a hundred million different unique devices tracked each year. So the sorts of locations that the FTC is really concerned about is places of worship, uh, where their children go to school, where they receive medical treatment and also potentially where they go to rallies or demonstrations or protests. So we've got health data, children's data, religious beliefs, political affiliations, and these are all sensitive data types, according to the FTC. There was a bit of an issue with how InMarket requested consent. So the consent pop-up would say something like, you know, if, if you let us track your location, we can offer you great savings when you, when you go to a store that we have a coupons for or whatever. And in fact, of course, they did use the location data for that purpose but they also collected it and sold it. So the FTC does not consider that they have consent for this. Their real problem is saying that they were getting consent because that falls under the FTC Act as, as misleading. We've also got this little guy here. I am quite disturbed by this character, this kind of avatar, Listy or whatever, who asks for your permission for location tracking. I would not trust this little critter um, perhaps they thought that would appeal to people, but uh, it kind of freaks me out. It's a bit like Clippy, but slightly more sinister sort of look about him. So the FTC's order is quite rigorous, as always. They have to destroy the delete or destroy location data that they've collected. They need to tell users of their own apps about this investigation. So that's going to be quite embarrassing, I suppose. And they have to set up these compliance programs to make sure they're scrubbing sensitive information from location data and also put a general comprehensive privacy program in place. So the FTC is not messing around. We had a lot of action last year. And this January, I mean, three privacy actions together with all their consumer protection and antitrust stuff as well. So expect it to be another busy year for that agency. Finally, the uh, California Privacy Protection Agency, the CPPA, has put out some guidance about universal opt-out mechanisms. So because it's California, they have to have their own way of doing things and they are calling these OOPS. Other states have gone with UOOM, universal opt-out mechanism. California's gone with uh, opt out preference signal. Oops. 
OOPS. So this is quite useful guidance actually, and um, because in California there's no list of protocols that you have to recognize. So this is a, a browser signal, so the, the user configures their browser to tell websites that they don't want to be tracked, they don't want their data to be sold and so on. And in California and several other states soon, you have to respond to such a signal and stop, you know, treat it as a as a request under the right to opt out. So this guidance is only a few pages, but it really tells you everything you need to know, uh, apart from the lawyery sort of detail. The, um, the businesses have to obey signals uh, from any protocol as long as it's in a commonly used format, so an HTTP header or JavaScript, and also the the, the protocol has to tell the consumer that that is what it would do. So that could there could be quite a few covered there, including GPC, which has already been cited in CCPA enforcement from 2021, 2020 against Sephora. So we know California is serious about this stuff. And the guidance also details what you have to do if you get a signal. So don't sell the data, don't share it for contextual advertising purposes, cross-context behavior advertising. And you've got 15 business days uh, maximum to respond. And there are different types of, uh, you mustn't associate personal information that you sell or share with a browser, a profile, or the actual consumer. If they have neglected to opt out of the sale of their personal information or if they have somehow consented to that uh, then the browser signal takes precedence so you have to treat the oops as a valid request to opt out they also include some of the the more complicated aspects around financial incentive schemes so like loyalty schemes where you have to share data and you give a discount for, 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 for data sales and also the frictionless response. So if you respond to opt out mechanisms in a frictionless manner, you don't have to have the do not sell link, but it's, uh, it's quite complicated. This is also, it's all in the CPPA's regulations, which have not, which are not enforceable yet. So I'm not clear on how to advise on this. Uh, doesn't seem to be a clear answer on the frictionless stuff. Uh, you'll know what I mean if you are familiar with those parts of the law, and if not, then definitely take a look at this little PDF they've put out. There's a link in the newsletter. So that's all from me this week. Thanks so much for your attention, and I hope to see you at Provado's Bridge Summit. Goodbye from me and this creepy guy that wants to track your location, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>